What is up, podcast listeners? Neil here for another episode of the Remote Local Podcast. Got my co-host, Johnny. What's going on, Johnny? What's going on, man? Happy to be back. Been a been a bit of a break. Neil's been motorcycling yeah. to uh, Rwanda, right? I'm in Rwanda in East Africa. Very tiny country. It's the size of Massachusetts. So, it, Johnny, it's totally a cheat because my, my bucket list was motorcycling across the country. So, of course, I picked the smallest country possible, and I did it, technically. So, got my bucket list done. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that's also an interesting business that whoever you purchase that that experience from runs. Dude, it, it's so interesting because it's all locals, and I realized how poor they are at marketing. Right, like the website was terrible. Uh, he has good Google reviews, but doesn't really have anything on there. So I actually messaged him after because I loved it, and I said, "Hey, let me help you with local marketing and marketing to tourists. Like you don't know how to do it, but you can make so much more money, right? And the dollar goes so far over here, so." I think it's just kind of cool when traveling, if you see people who you really like, try to help them out to market to Americans or Europeans or anything like that. Just stuff locals don't know about yet. So that's something I'm, I'm going to get involved in. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. We actually had a similar story in, in Tulum with the coffee shop owner who was getting like no traffic into her coffee shop. So we were just helping her out, like giving her tips and stuff. We were going to record yeah. some content, it, but we couldn't get around to it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely rewarding to help them out. Um, I guess with that, Johnny, transitioning to today's topic of what you and I were thinking about. So we, Johnny and I are in uh, a group chat in Twitter, and Johnny mentioned the concept of an opportunity vehicle, which I thought was a fantastic concept. And I think it's something that everyone needs to brain on as you decide what to spend your time on. So that's going to be a lot about what we talk about today is what is an opportunity vehicle. Johnny, would you mind describing what an opportunity vehicle is? Yeah, so uh, I don't know the... the textbook definition, but the way I look at opportunity vehicles or think about opportunity vehicles is kind of just like, um, you know, what am I, what am I doing with my, my career, uh, whether that be a job, a business, uh, freelance or whatever it may be. Um, and where's that going to take me in relation to my goals, right? Some opportunity vehicles are better for some people. Some are better for others, right? So, uh, just as an example, like I compare the window cleaning business as like your standard Honda Civic, right? It'll get you point A to point B. It's a great, reliable vehicle. Uh, anybody can, most people can, can afford one to buy entry level vehicle. But uh, then I look at home service Academy, right? Our e-learning business where we have scale with the internet. We don't have to add trucks to increase the revenue. We don't have to add employees come out of pocket. Uh, we just have to, uh, you know, we make something one time, which is, you know, the program, the education content, the, the round tables, all that stuff. We make that one time and we can sell it pretty much an infinite amount of times. So uh, to me, that's in Lamborghini. So it's going from like upgrading from the Honda Civic to the Lamborghini. Um, and to, it, I look at it like that because for me, my goals is I want a $10 million business. Uh, when I looked at building a $10 million business with the window cleaning, um, that's like 30 trucks running at all times. Uh, assuming one to two guys per truck, you're looking at anywhere between 30 to 60 guys under management. Imagine the churn, especially in window cleaning. It's not something where people look at it as a career. So uh, you look at the labor retention there, it's, it's a little difficult, lots of management, lots of things can go wrong, lots of equipment breaking, mm -hmm. trucks can crash, lots of things can go wrong, not to even mention um, the cash flow in that type of business where you're coming out of pocket to put more trucks out, you're um, funding the equipment, the training, some, something gets broken or lost that's coming out of your pocket, right? So uh, when looking at it, uh, to get to the 10 million, it's like the juice just wasn't worth the squeeze, right? But on the yep. other hand, e-learning is a lot easier, a lot more straightforward to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, no, I think that was great. And, and I guess my summary of it would be, um, 
you have as an entrepreneur an opportunity to pick what vehicle you want to drive. Like you said, a Civic Lamborghini, and it could be different for someone else. For someone else, e-learning can be the Civic or a beater because they don't like doing it and they don't want to do that. And it's difficult for them. And a home service business can be the Lamborghini, right? It's totally personal depending on what your goals are. So it is very variable. But um, what I like is both of us have read Alex Hermosi's book, right? $100 million offers. Oh yeah. Big I think he described it great. It was, um, if he, for anyone listening, Alex Hermosi is just now personality of an entrepreneur, you know, started a massive, massive business. Um, and the story he told was he had gyms and he was crushing it at having his own gym. And he had six gyms at the time and he wanted to open up more and more gyms. And he had this killer offer for marketing and he went to a big mastermind and one guy, uh, Russell Brunson told him, Hey, um, you have like a level 10 skill set, but you're in a level four opportunity. Right. And that's when he shifted his business model to something else. So he realized he had a high skill set and he was in the wrong business opportunity, which couldn't grow as fast. So he pivoted and grew really, really fast. So yeah, opportunity vehicles, just that is what vehicle do you decide to drive to get to your goals in general? And um, Johnny, maybe I'd actually like to break this down into a spectrum. Let's talk about like an opportunity vehicle as a job. And again, it's very personal, but how do you define the spectrum? Let's say starting from what I, I guess what I call the lowest during a job. How is that in terms of an opportunity vehicle? Yeah. So, I mean, we can look at like, uh, that'd be a level one opportunity to me, um, in my opinion, because you're trading your time for dollars, right? Unless it's a sales role, then maybe that's like a level 1.5 opportunity because then you get at least some outsized return on your time. Um, yep. Because if you work your butt off and you hustle and close deals and close deals, the more money you'll make. Uh, but if you're in more of like a salaried position where it's like, oh, maybe you get a raise every six months, it's still fixed. So um, not not too huge a fan of that because you don't have outsized returns uh, like you do in a business, I think. Um, so I wonder if that's I, a definition I, is outsized returns for your input in terms of what a good opportunity vehicle is. That could be the most cleanest definition. What is the most leverage yeah, for your time? I actually like that a lot better than kind of what we broke down earlier because – uh, that's the way I look at it. With like, say with window cleaning, I would say that's a, even a level two, level three, where uh, anyone can start one super low barrier to entry. We started with one hundred and fifty dollars, but you can only make as much money as the amount of windows you can clean. Okay, so so mm-hmm. then you hire, but then think about the level of opportunity or the, the level of talent you can attract into a business like a window cleaning company. Not yeah. the greatest. And I would say there's um, so let's talk about the evolution. You have a job. I totally agree with you. Level one opportunity. You're, you, you're capped out. You're probably max salary or max time commitment, 40 hours per week. You're capped out on that part and you have a max salary for the most part, level one opportunity. Graduate into um, what I'd call maybe like, let's say level two business, Johnny. And um, I feel like this entrepreneurship part is where the opportunity vehicle gets a little bit subjective. Here's an example. Um, this is a guy who runs A1 Garage, Tommy Mello. Tommy Mello. Um, who has a $100 million garage business. You could define that in theory as uh, a local business, which has a lot of trucks, a lot of moving parts, a lot of labor, but he's crushing it. Why? Because he figured out how to systemize it and scale it horizontally, right? So that's an example of like an opportunity vehicle, which maybe on the surface level is like a level two opportunity vehicle, but you can scale it if you do it in the right way, right? So that's kind of like the next level up is home services with a lot of moving parts. I personally don't like it too much, uh, and by that, I mean, we have a lot of overhead, like let's say for cleaning, you have to get, um, it's not remote pretty much. You have to have an office space, a lot of cars, like you have to have everyone meet at an office space. Some people love that. I consider that a lower opportunity vehicle 
versus something you can do remote, which I think I feel like is a lot more scalable. So that's kind of how I think about the next rung is um, an opportunity vehicle maybe I don't like would be a lot of moving parts, low margin, a lot of work to achieve that dollar. That's probably a lower opportunity vehicle in my mind. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree definitely. What are some, let's define like, what are you, what are some types of businesses that you think are level one, you see as level one opportunities versus say like a level five or six? Yeah. So, man, okay. So for me personally, um, I would actually define like made this and what we're doing with franchising. That's probably like a level two opportunity where it is scalable because it's remote, right? Level two, maybe 2.5. Um, but the real value happens if you could systemize it well. Right. For example, like I understand that there's probably things for my time that will have higher leverage than me expanding or doing franchising. Um, but the reality is it's very recl- you could replicate it a lot. Construction, you can't replicate it, right? That's like a level one, level two opportunity. Typically construction is like low margins, ton of revenue, a lot of like moving parts involved in it. I would never get into that business. But let's say for a remote cleaning business, I do consider that maybe starting as like a level two business, but you can probably elevate that to like a level three opportunity vehicle, level four opportunity vehicle, if you systemize it, because then you could open up shops everywhere and simply manage it with a handful of hours per week, right? Not very doable if it's not remote though, in my mind, right? Unless you have really, really good people, um, it'd be very tough to do that in a non-remote capacity to have it as scalable. So that's kind of the next rung up. And Johnny, to answer your question, for what I consider like a level, a much higher level opportunity, typically um, high ticket sales, right? Uh, and high ticket sales could be a variety of, depends how you define it, but a variety of different things. You're probably selling something that's a digital asset, highly scalable, um, maybe online community. Like for example, Johnny has a good community he's running as well right now. I think that's a high level opportunity as well. Um, I'm trying to think of like what even the highest opportunity vehicle can be. I'm sure people could argue like Silicon Valley tech companies are the highest vehicle, maybe SaaS companies and stuff, but that's just, I don't know. That's not exactly where we play. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I can't really speak on that. I would agree. I think, I mean, you look at the forms of leverage, right? Um, you've got labor, labor, labor's like the lowest one. You've got capital, you've got code, and then you have uh, audience. I believe it's mm-hmm. the four. So uh, anything to do with labor, I, I think of service businesses, home service specifically, mm-hmm. because that's what, what I know. That's what you know. And um, when I when I looked at it from that frame of mind, I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'm managing a ton of labor. That's not the best form of leverage. But now that we've got the audience and we've got the information that we can sell, that's you know five years of everything we've gone through bundled up into one straightforward 90-day thing. Uh, yeah, now it's super scalable because now we have the audience. And we can sell it an infinite amount of times. So I would agree with like, yeah, high ticket sales or uh, e-learning info product, whatever you want to call it, the guru type businesses, uh, I think are, are huge opportunity vehicles if you have a specialty expertise. And it doesn't even have to be in, in making money. It could be in, I've seen people do it with Rocket League coaching, right? I'm part of some peer groups and masterminds in the e-learning space. And it's it gets kind of crazy with the different types of coaches that are out there and selling info products. Um, yep. And also software, right? Just because uh, you have probably a little bit more upfront costs, I would imagine, but then you have tools like no code that you can use to throw things together. And uh, the biggest thing is the uh, the multiples you can get for actually selling those companies. So yep. your, your, your time is really probably getting very maximized there if you can, you know, get some nice MRR built out because you get like five, five times multiples on your revenue from, from what I'm seeing on these headlines and on Twitter. 
yeah, I mean, that goes into a whole other rabbit hole. I don't like those type of businesses because I'm just focused on cash flow, right? After being in the VC world, I'm like, it's it's the analogy I, I've always heard and I was taught was you want a cow, not a pig. A pig, you will get the meat when you slaughter at the end of the day, but the cow will give you milk the whole time. So you want a cow. That's the type of business you want to invest in or start, which for me is not a lot of tech companies. Uh, maybe if you start very lean, it can be. Um, but I, I think um, one thing we touched upon, Johnny, which resonates a lot is the time investment. I think that's that's critical. I'll give you an example. Pretend you start um, a coaching business, the e-learning business, whatever, but you're investing a ton of time and your time is directly correlated with how much profit it can grow. I don't consider that as great of an opportunity vehicle because my ultimate test is for the time you're putting in, how much leverage can you get from that, right? So on the other hand, let's say you have a highly systemized window cleaning business and you can replicate it and it only takes you an hour a week to open up a brand new location, which could spin up, you know, 10 grand, 20 grand a month in revenue. In my opinion, that's a really good opportunity vehicle if you've gotten to the point where that's actually doable. So I, for me, I think the real litmus test is for the input of time, what's the maximum output I could get in terms of, in this case, money, that'd be a good opportunity vehicle. For a lot of people, that is something where it's a digital, it's a product, it's highly scalable, but it doesn't have to be. I think it's just a correlation of time and how much money you could get from that opportunity. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that 200% because, I mean, I also like the kind of the flexibility of it, right? I mean, if I could I could choose to do a bunch of things with Home Service Academy. I can go, I can shoot for 10 million, right? And that's going to take a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of time. But if that aligns with the goal, I think uh, info products is the best way to get there. If not, mm-hmm. then software. But I don't want to deal with that. That's out of my lane. I've never ran a software company. you got to worry about product and stuff like that. So, um, but I mean, at the same time, if I still wanted to go and do, uh, you know, if I wanted to just cash flow and I wanted to hit, maybe have one or two sales guys and let it run, hey, by all means, I could let it do that and we'll probably comfortably still cash flow. And uh, we're just not going to hit that 10 million. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think it's that on, on the flip side as well, I think that's pretty cool when you're, when you're in a, when you're in a vehicle where you can do both. Right. Yeah. Um, you get to choose what you want to do. So, hmm. so yeah, in short, I mean, choose if you're listeners to this and you're an early stage entrepreneur and you want to pick the right vehicle, think about this concept of opportunity vehicles, right? Some people say, Hey, you can make a thousand dollars a month doing this as a side hustle sure but like is that the real opportunity vehicle to get you to the goals of what you want like what's the highest leverage for your time i think that's the real concept of opportunity vehicles and something you should be thinking about as you decide what to go forward with yeah also what's the end goal too i was thinking about you want to sell you want to sell a huge company then probably don't start a home service business or a remote cleaning company but if you want cash flow like i mean look what neil's doing he got made this and and uh it's definitely a good vehicle if you're just looking for cash flow. Yep, absolutely. Cool. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Remote Local Pod, and we will catch you guys again next week. Peace. Thanks again for listening, guys. There are two ways I could help you out. Number one is with May This Franchise. If you want to get into business but don't want to go at it alone, we have you covered with everything from A to Z. Check out madethisfranchise.com to start your own remote local business. The next is with the Remote Local Blueprint, which is a course I launched to teach you the foundations of starting your own remote local business in any niche. It's do-it-yourself at your own pace, and you can check that out at blueprint.beremotelocal.com.